Hi there. My name's Lauren Farker. I'm the host of the Woof Life Show. Woof, it means welcome. We're so excited to have you here and thanks for listening. Today, I'm so excited to share my bonus episode with Molly the Fire Safety Dog and Dana Hilton, who is her handler, dog mom, and the executive director of the Keep Kids Fire Safe Foundation, which teaches fire safety in schools, children, and uses technology such as Skype to ensure that kids around the world are taught fire safety to protect them in the event of a fire. But one thing that you might not know is that Molly is also the ambassador of the IMAX film Superpower Dogs. It's narrated by the heavenly Chris Evans and tells the story of dogs doing extraordinary tasks and work that humans cannot do and shows the extraordinary bond between human and handler and what that looks like. It's an incredible movie. I highly recommend that you see it. We did an interview a couple of months ago with Daniel Ferguson, who is the writer and director of the film. And so our conversation with Dana is talking about some of the nuances reacting and hearing about how getting involved with superpower dogs uh, was such an incredible experience for them. If I could ask for one favor, please rate, subscribe, and share with your pooch-loving friends. We would really appreciate it. Here's my interview. And, you know, I forgot to share with you when I saw you and tell you in person how much I enjoyed your interview with Daniel. Oh, I know thank I you. texted you and shared that with you, but I didn't tell you in person. And I was like, Dana, you know, I had one of those go. I thought, oh, I just, I really just like the way that you were able to pull things out of him that I hadn't heard before. Interesting. So, and I know I've said that before, but I mean, I, I, just, I appreciate that. That means yeah. a lot. Uh, he's a very fun and cerebral guy to talk to. Um, I had no idea he was so kind of in his head when he was talking about the colors that he wanted to display, like, and then. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. That when I heard him talking about the blue and the red and the whatever, and I'm like, holy cow. I, you know, I'm not into filmmaking, but I get, you know, I get what he's talking about. And it was like, wow, I never thought of the film in that way. You know, I completely agree. That's what was really interesting. It was really, really interesting. And I never heard about him talking about it in that way before. So that's why I found your interview with him so interesting. It's like, Wow, this is something brand new, you know? <laughs> Instead of hearing so, the same I, interview I, on repeat. <laughs> I really like Daniel a lot. He is just an amazing guy, and he will always take time to talk to you. Yeah. You know, whenever whenever we did the, um, the uh, filming of the movie and 
Molly and I drove all the way like we did. We Not only did we come from Arkansas, we drove all the way from Washington, D.C. in four days to make that filming. Wow. And he was the first person to come up to me. He didn't know who I was. He knew who Molly was. And he came up to me and he thanked me. He said, thank you so much for coming all this way. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. That is so nice to be thought of after going to all that effort, you know. Completely. And every time I'm around him, I just like, I love to talk to him. He's just, he's brilliant. He's, he's brilliant in a way that not many people are. And you can tell how much there is going on in his head that you just might not even see at the surface. He's, I have, I have so much respect for him because I think that in thinking about what they created with superpower dogs, it's, it's a movie that I think I've seen now three or four times. And each time I notice something different and I, I just love how it was put together, the approach, and it's just so so valuable, I would say. I agree. I've seen it probably 20-something times, <laughs> wow. and I love it every time. I cry every time. Oh, I yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely cry every single time. It's like, this is so brilliant. This is so brilliant, so. Yeah. Well, so I appreciate the opportunity. Thank of you. course, of course. And maybe this is a good segue to kind of start with Molly and Superpower Dogs. How did this all kind of come about? Because I know that she's been on the tour taking over, I feel like, the U.S., which has been so great to watch. But what was kind of the catalyst and how did all of that come to your doorstep? And how did Daniel become familiar with what you guys were doing in terms of educating children on fire safety? Well, about three years ago, they were, Cosmic Pictures was doing a search for, well, let me, let me rephrase this and let me totally, well, about three years ago, we had learned, and we being Molly and me, had learned about the um, the creation of the upcoming IMAX movie, Superpower Dogs. And I was very, very interested in the concept of the film. They had an Indigo, is that how you say that? Indiegogo, Lauren? yeah. Indiegogo campaign. And we wanted to participate. We wanted to be a part of it. We could see even then, even way back then, what an incredible film this was going to be. So Molly and I jumped right in there, donated, and also started um, started visiting their social media pages. And through this, um, Molly was asked to become an ambassador for the film. And that, as Got I it. said, that was in. 2016 so um it was a little actually a little over three years ago and we we were very honored to um to be able to support the film in that way so last year they had a call for 
people to come to Los Angeles and participate in the last scene of the film. Molly and I were in Washington, D.C. at a fire prevention conference. And when I heard the call for the for this final scene, I thought, I'm going to do whatever we can to, to go. So we got in the spot mobile and we drove pretty much straight through for four days to get to California for the filming that day. Wow. That's, that's quite an adventure for, for that. But then it's also so significant uh, to be in a film of that magnitude pun intended with it being on IMAX, but it's, it's just kind of such a celebration of everything that you guys have done in terms of memorializing your work too, in terms of being involved in a film like that. I agree. I considered this a once in a lifetime opportunity. And if I, if my option of walking to Los Angeles would have been the only option, we would have done it. It was that important to me. And once we we did make it to LA and arrived there, it was such an incredible experience because not only did Daniel Ferguson come up to us and thank us for making the trip and thank us for being there, but so did Taryn Davies, um, one of the producers. And we, just to be able to be welcomed and to thank us for coming and for being there and being a part of that special day for the filming in the park really, really meant a lot. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much it meant to me and how much I thought to myself, you know, I really made a good decision in in driving all this way and being a part of this big this big endeavor. Yeah. And I felt at the time it was a one in a million, once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. When do you have a chance to be does your dog have a chance to be in a film? Um, not many. No. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, let's let's do this. Let's be a part of it. Um, I was also very excited because Cosmic Picture had asked us to have a booth at the at the event. And let me set the stage for this. The, the filming was filmed at a park. It was a day-long event. Uh, Mars had a, a booth there. So did Banfield. Uh, of course, the movie did. And they had different vendors. And Cosmic Picture had asked us, had asked the Keep Kids Fire Safe Foundation if we would like to have a booth in an area in which we could share the work of Molly and the Keep Kids Fire Safe Foundation. And I just felt that was a tremendous honor to be able to um, not only participate in the the filming of the film, Mm -hmm. but also to be able to share our work and to meet the... um, the rest of the dog owners that day, there were 100 in this final scene, which unfortunately did not make it into the film. There were 108 dogs in a scene with their humans. And so it was an amazing day. And not only was it just the filming of the last scene, 
Molly and 107 of her canine friends helped break a Guinness Book of World Record that day. So it was a huge day all the way around, not just for Molly, but for all the dogs that were there along with her humans. Oh my gosh, that's so that's so cool to be involved in something like that. And it makes me so happy, but also doesn't surprise me considering how well I've got kind of gotten to know everyone behind that film that they would show you that respect to be included in that kind of company with the tremendous work that you guys do as well. So that that is very exciting, though. It was a very magical day, and it is a day I will never forget. And when I watched that movie, Lauren, for the very first time, I sat, Molly and I both went to the the world premiere at the California Science Center there in Los Angeles in March. And when I sat in that theater, in the IMAX theater there, and watched it for the very first time, I, my eyes leaked. I could not believe how incredible the film was. Yeah. You know, I, I, I knew it was going to be a good film, but I had no idea <laughs> of the, Oh, all the emotions, you know, you watch the film as well. And, and anybody else that in your audience has watched the film, the emotions that you feel and the, how thankful you are that, for example, that we have dogs in our lives and that, you know, I think we're blessed to be in their world. (laughs) I completely Um, agree. Yeah. I think that the stories that they featured were the perfect I would say epitomes uh, or epitomi is that the plural of epitome of like the human dog connection in terms of showing the power and significance and thinking about that impact in terms of how that actually supports and impacts humanity. I, I just, it's very, very powerful what they created. Very, very powerful. And when you think of the, of the the visuals in that film. I believe it's called the cinematography. Yep. And you think of the the scenes in Africa, the beautiful scenery in Africa and Italy and and it's just um awe-inspiring. I I it almost at times is hard for me to explain because it is so I don't even know how to explain it now. That's, it's just, uh, it's just, it's a film. You and I had talked briefly a little bit earlier about the number of times that we've seen it. And Molly and I have traveled throughout the United States and into Canada uh, as Molly's ambassador for the film. And each time I watch that film, I see something new or I have a new emotion or there's something that um, just really makes me thankful that we've been a part of it all these years. Completely, completely. And uh, it's I, I think that it's funny because I think that everyone might have a couple of the stories that they connect with, but it's so it's done in such a big way that you can't you just get attached to all of the dogs. And I think yes. that that's uh, what was so powerful in terms of how they created it. 
And then we, I mean, it's narrated by Chris Evans. So, I mean, no one's losing in this. I mean, seriously. That's right. That's right. I remember being at an IMAX in Branson over the summer and happened to invite my family to come along, which included my young nieces and nephews. And you were talking about the the different ways that the film affected people. And one was my little nephew, who's probably, I would say nine or so. He goes, Aunt Dana, you know, I've never been a dog person. I've been a cat person, but you know what? I think I actually like dogs now. <laughs> and I so know <laughs> in that suite, and I know that Daniel has heard many stories himself. And from, from when you interviewed him, he probably mentioned, and I've heard this several times that he's a cat person Yeah, and he slowly started to come along, come around to the other side. And, and of course, started to appreciate dogs more and that's what that film I think has done has has helped share that that incredible bond between between dogs and and their humans completely and I I also think that that's part of the reason that he might have been so successful in telling the story is that he was an outsider, so he did it with such a true storytelling method because he was kind of trying to be sold, it seems like. And then he told stories kind of from there. So that's that's my personal theory on it. Um, that's a very, very good point. I haven't thought of that, but I I could definitely see how you know, you would think it would be dis a disadvantage, but actually, perhaps it really was an advantage, like you mentioned. So that's a very interesting, uh, interesting theory you have there. I mean, I think it makes it more educational and probably easier for children to understand because if you're coming in with the lens of "I'm going to educate you on it," it it kind of takes a different tone. I think. Yes, I would agree with that. Listen to our other interview with Molly and Dana to learn more about their incredible work teaching children fire safety, as well as learning more about their travels and how they support to educate and advocate uh, to save people's lives. Thanks so much for tuning into the Wolf Life Show.